Hi, I'm Shelby. Hi, I'm Michael. And this is this week's Roadside Attraction, where I read you guys my favorite creepypastas and or other scary stories. And I make weird comments. About gloom. Gloom. <laughs> and giving girls amnesia. Getting the amnesia. <laughs> So for this week, I'm going to be reading Rabbits in the Creek, which is another one of my favorites. And what Rabbits I like, in the ab- Creek? it's called Rabbits in the Creek. Rabbits yeah. Rabbits in the Creek. Okay. And what I like bunnies. freaks me out about this one is, um, if you're familiar with the Creepypasta website, is that it's marked under the based on true events category. Mm. So yeah, let's get right into it. It says, I'm writing this because my family won't talk about it anymore. I'm the only one who can't seem to forget. <laughs> I don't think it's that they forgot. I think it's that uh, they just don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Okay, got it. So it's not amnesia. We're good. It's not amnesia. It's not amnesia. I mean, if I saw this shit, I'd probably be like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh Uh-oh. Because when you said rabbits, I was like, oh, they're so cute. But apparently it's not going to go that way. Bad news. Yeah. Okay. So not cute bunnies. Got it. That's probably a good place to add a content warning for, uh, like, lots of bodily harm to animals. (laughs) Oh, Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, up. I was raised on the outskirts of Preston, a small town in southern Idaho with a population of around 5,000. My more immediate community was an isolated den and dirt road called Bear Creek. Less than 20 families lived on the Bear Creek. I didn't mind being so isolated. I grew up in the comfort of wide fields and close neighbors that only rural people know. We were a Mormon community. <laughs> We are a Mormon community. I feel bad, but like I feel like that's important. When they I guess. S- started talking about like rural Idaho, I immediately picture like Brigham Young, yeah, as he's depicted on the show, like Hell on Wheels, where he's a huge <laughs> douche canoe, where he's like, all the world's gonna be eating sugar from Mormon beets, <laughs> and they're gonna be eating Mormon butter. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's immediate. I churned my own butter. I churned Mormon butter. <laughs> 12 hours. As opposed to normal butter. Well, yeah. <laughs> took that's 12 special hours. butter. That, if you took 12 hours to churn some butter, that's a problem. Have you churned butter before? Yes, I have. And if oh, it takes wow. 12 hours, Shit. that's a problem. All right. <laughs> uh, very church-centered, very community-centered. All the young girls, myself included, were part of the young women's group. Basically, for people who aren't Mormon, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's, um, like... Mormon church happens in like three sections. There's, I mean, it depends on uh, what's called wards. Wards are set up by where you live. So for some wards, I know that they do like the worship service first where like they go to the chapel where like everybody gets together or in some wards, like they do it last, but they split up by like uh, gender and age category. So for example, uh, girls, women who are under 18 will go to young women's. That's what the author was talking about here. And then older women who are like 18 and up will go to what's called Relief Society, which is specifically for women. And then you have boys who are 18 and under, they go to deacons. And then I cannot remember for the fucking life of me what it's called for men mm-hmm. who are 18 and older, but they go to that service. And that's for like an hour. Mormon church lasts for like three hours. Each one of those segments is an hour. And oh, then, that like a drag. <laughs> <sighs> and then, in addition to that, um, is a 
Bible study class. Oh, God. But God. that one can be intermingled, so, like, that one goes off of age group. Could you imagine spending, like, three hours of the day jamming out to, like, Jesus, and then, I like, right afterwards, I don't you're have like, to let's imagine. go to Denny's. And then you're having some subpar food bullshit to celebrate. <laughs> so you spent four hours, four and a half hours of your Sunday doing some boring shit. I mean, I don't, we didn't go to Denny's after, but I don't have to imagine. But did you go to a subpar local restaurant? No, we would go home. And then we weren't allowed to do anything because it was the day of rest. You're oh. not supposed to go anywhere or do anything because it's the Lord's day of rest. Wait, so like who cooked dinner that day then? Because it's rest. So did you guys just order out? No. Okay then. <laughs> day of rest my ass. I hope my mom's not listening. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, and then the author continues, and all of the boys were members of the local Boy Scout troop, which doubled as a church group in our area. We had 4th of July parties at the local ballpark and swam in a nearby reservoir. It was a good, quiet community. So basically sounds like your idyllic, rural sure. type community, small community. My house, a 92-year-old farmhouse built by my great-great-grandfather, was situated on a small hill surrounded by a wide grass field on one side and a snaking dirt road on the other. Across the road was the creek bottoms. Southern Idaho is categorized in a desert climate. Can relate. Sucks ass. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. So not much grows outside of the irrigated fields besides sagebrush and burrs. Again, can relate. Does suck. The creek bottoms were the exception. The creek fed the growth of a thick tangle of pussy willow bushes. A thick, all a right. A thick tangle of I mean, pussy willow bushes. Again, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's really what they're called. Like they I, didn't. <laughs> I believe you. Don't get me wrong, but holy shit. I think it's in tangle. reference to like the cotton, like the fluffy buds on them are soft like ah, cat's fur. So I think that's sense. why they're called that. In the late fall, we used to go down in the bottoms and pick the white cottony pussy willow seeds to decorate the fences of our driveway. <laughs> because we're 12-year-olds at heart. Absolutely. Being so isolated, it wasn't uncommon for animals to come down from the mountains. Hmm. We had a female moose who brought her calf down and lived in our orchard every winter. And the occasional lion, meaning a mountain lion or cougar or puma or one right. of the five million nicknames for them, wasn't unheard of either. The summer when I turned eight, I remember because it was the same year as my baptism, a smaller mountain lion was spotted several times in our area. I mean, for me, just call it hearse because I'm going to die trying to pet that thing. <laughs> just spot me out in there being like to the to the murder baby. <laughs> yeah, completely. I that is a thing I would. Do. <laughs> I yes, I know. I know. Um. We weren't worried. The big cats stayed away from the farms, usually moved on when the area didn't yield enough food. The same summer, my neighbor Peyton, what's up Peyton Manning, was working on his... Throwing pigskin. Throwing the pigskin, working on his Eagle Scout project. Mm. He loved National Geographic and thought it would be pretty cool to try putting together a submission on our little creek bottoms. The young lion that happened to be in our area at the same time made him especially excited. I mean, me too, Peyton. Relatable. Seriously. He decided he wanted to try and get pictures of the lion and email them to, and he emailed the National Geographic team for advice. 
They recommended setting up an automatic camera that takes shots every couple seconds in the area the lion was known to visit. They also recommended setting some kind of bait so the lion was more likely to come by. No one in the creek liked the idea of live bait or carrion, so we came up with a different kind of bait. Before I go any further, I I would like to talk to the person who thought of this idea because, uh, what the fuck, but... <laughs> Because they were like, no, no, I don't like the idea of carrion, but he here's what this person... So, what the heck is carrion? Carrion is dead animals. Oh, okay. Like roadkill, etc. Et okay. We decided to set up an audio recording of a dying rabbit and play it on a loop through a set of speakers hidden in the willows. I have fucking questions. Yeah, that's, that's a little strange. It is also... Where the fuck did y'all get a recording of dying rabbits. The black market of um, dying animals. I don't know. The black market of dying animals. <laughs> the dying animal sound library. They're all, come on in. We've got dying rabbits. Or for the I... discerning person, we've got dying peacocks. I believe it. I do. <laughs> we've Some got... Like underground <laughs> lab or something. Where like, oh, we've got dying orcas. <laughs> we've got dying dodo birds. Very hard to come by. They're extinct. Very, very. <laughs> but we've got it. Yeah. Don't ask us how. <laughs> got a time machine. Going back Charles time. Darwin got it for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I remember when everyone was down in the bottoms testing the speakers, and I heard the noise for the first time. The sound of a dying rabbit is horrible. It's been described as being almost identical to the sound of a screaming child. If you've never heard it yourself, there's plenty of recordings available online. It's worth a listen. That was what the author said, not me. Um, I mean, I, I guess if you really want to hear a screaming rabbit, knock yourself out. But I guess, yeah. Adding it's worth a listen is a little much. Yeah, why not just put the dead body there? But I'm just saying. Yeah, I. that's why I was like... I mean, it's relevant to the story, like sure, the sure. recording of it. But, I mean, Carrion probably would have been better but yeah the camera was set up the speakers were set up everything was perfect Peyton explained that he would allow the camera and the recording to play uninterrupted for a week and then he would go check on it this would give time for our scent to fade from the bottoms and encourage the lion to come closer at first I was worried about the noise it was a truly horrible noise and our house was the closest to the setup point in the bottoms my father assured me that the noise wouldn't reach as far as our house, and I was relieved when we arrived home that night, and he was correct. The bottoms were far enough away that I couldn't hear anything. I remember Peyton the next day at church. He was fidgety and excited to check on the equipment, but he had to wait a week, which everybody kept reminding him, because again, these are like little kids. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I'd be like, I want it now! Right. He couldn't risk going down too early and scaring the lion away for good because, again, human scent. That night I woke up to an awful noise. I sat ramrod straight in my bed with my eyes wide in the dark, hands clutched so hard my palms bore the indent of my fingernails for hours after. I knew that noise. It was the recording of the rabbit. It sounded faint and far off, like it really could have been coming from the bottoms. But that was impossible, because the recording had been going on all night the previous day, and I hadn't heard a thing. I didn't sleep that night. I was too scared to get out of bed and wake my parents. The recording played over and over again. I had the loop memorized. 
In the morning, I stumbled into the kitchen for breakfast. My mom and dad were sitting at the kitchen table. They too had dark rings under their eyes. I hadn't been the only one who heard it. My mom was convinced that the equipment must have been broken. She wanted to go down into the bottoms to check it out, but my dad refused. He was a kind, gentle man and didn't want to stir up any unnecessary drama. Just, what a good dude to be like, nah, I'll just deal with it. I don't want to, like, disturb a little boy's right. <laughs> National Geographic project. Zoo Books. Brought to you by Zoo Books. Not sponsored. <laughs> well, yeah, we're not sponsored. Are they even a legitimate company? Zoo Books? Yeah. yeah. Still? They I still don't know. sell. They still sell those, like. I think I saw an ad for because... Zoo Book a while ago. I had Zoo Books when I was a kid. They yeah, were fun. Same. Yeah. I loved Zoo Books. That was a really good commercial. Yes. I remember this. We're one. not sponsored by. Um, no, no, not sponsored. Books, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. They no. were fun. Yeah, correct. Hey, 90s kids. <laughs> <laughs> He was sure there had been a strong wind last night, and the wind was carrying the noise further than its natural reach. He told us to listen. We did. He was right. We couldn't hear it now. We forgot about it and went about our daily goings. That night it happened again. I stayed up in bed with my back to the wall. The screaming was even louder than before, but this time something was different. It was lower pitched than I remembered, and parts of the loop were slowed down, as if they were recording. Demons. Satan. Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> As Death metal bunny coming. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, why did I? What? I hummed beat it. <laughs> beat it? You did, actually. I don't know why I didn't catch on to that. I don't know. That's, that's great. Not, that's not metal at all. <laughs> well, whoa. There's nothing more metal the than Jackson. doing. The Michael Jackson beat it dance. Oh, okay, man. on Halloween. On Halloween. That's thriller. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We're we're both fucking up here. Uh, but this time something was different. It was lower pitched than I remember, and parts of the loop were slowed down as if the recording had warped in places. At times the loop did not loop naturally and instead picked up at random places in the middle. My mom didn't mention anything at the breakfast table, but both her and my dad seemed tense. The third night, I mustered the courage to stand beside my bedroom window and look out into the yard. That is some iron balls for a child. Sure. For a moment, I stood, rooted to the spot, my hands shaking no matter how hard I clenched them. The noise sidled in through the cracks in the window. I watched the outline of the trees in the yard. Perfectly still, not even the slightest breeze stirred their branches. My mom announced that she would be going to visit her sisters in town the next day and would probably spend the night there. She invited me to come along, but I was a daddy's girl at heart and chose to stay at the farm. I took mom's place beside dad in their bed that night, but even that didn't help. I don't think my dad was asleep either, for he was unnaturally still the whole night. We began to hear the noise during the day, too. I was drawing with chalk on the sidewalk when it happened. My shoulders tensed and the hair on the back of my neck prickled. There was only one scream, a short, high-pitched one, and then the recording fell silent. It happened again several times throughout the day, but never the whole loop, just clips from it. Later that evening, Peyton's dad came up the driveway on his four-wheeler. He said he was looking for their dog, a sweet yellow lab, who had been missing since that morning. Dad said he was sorry and that we hadn't seen her. I stared at him, silently begging him to mention the recording, but he didn't. He was a quiet man, after all. He didn't want to bring up any unnecessary drama. Oh, doggy. Little doggies. <laughs> Little doggies. 
My mom stayed away the whole week. Relatable. <laughs> Dad and I didn't sleep. By Saturday, the screaming could be heard constantly, mm. though it seemed to have deviated from the familiar loop entirely. I didn't recognize any of it. Sometimes the screams were thin and long. Other times they were hardly more than growls. Once, while my dad had been heating up meatloaf for lunch, the noise rose into such a rancorous din that he dropped the plate and it shattered. I pressed my hands over my ears where I sat on the table and squeezed my eyes shut, but it didn't help. The noise forced its way in through the cracks of my fingers, pinched my throat, and rattled my rib cage. The din lasted for a whole minute and then fell silent. No, thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dad was shaking. That was the last we heard of the noise that day. Peyton came by Saturday evening to ask permission to cross our road to collect the equipment. He was so excited. What What a polite little boy. Seriously, yeah. Can I cross the street? <laughs> to get my things. <laughs> I watched him disappear into the creek bottoms with a sense of tired relief. Yeah, no fucking kidding. After the equipment was gone, it would all stop. I couldn't wait to get a full night's sleep. Not a minute later, I spotted Peyton coming back up from the creek. I was confused. It had taken us much longer to set up the camera and speakers, so I'd only assumed it would take just as long to collect them. My breath stilled when Peyton came closer. He didn't look right. His eyes were wide and his face was pale. Something wet dribbled from his chin and onto his shirt. I later realized that was vomit. My dad caught him before he fell and demanded to know what happened. Peyton couldn't speak. He just cried. Hmm. We called his dad. I looked after Peyton as both my dad and his dad went into the bottoms. They were gone for a long time. When they returned, their faces were grim and they smelled funny. I noticed red on my dad's hands. I asked what was wrong, but they brushed right past me and immediately called the police. Nobody would tell me what had happened. I sat on the couch as a blur of neighbors and police officers swirled around me. See, <laughs> they don't want them to happen, but they have a whole bunch of people come over and yeah. some cops and they're like, don't ask. Don't ask, don't tell. We're not telling you. At one point, an officer placed something on the kitchen table and left. I looked into the kitchen curiously, and it was a camera from the bottom. Why would you do that, Mr. Police Officer, knowing full well there's kids in the house? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I hadn't looked. The camera was a little banged up. Tiny scratches and dents covered the plastic casing. When I lifted it, my hand stuck to the plastic. Something tacky and odorous covered the screen, but it turned on fine. Um, this is where that content warning is going to come in for, like, really gory, like, gruesome shit to animals. Hmm. So, just a forewarning. The first set of photos were normal. Just the pussy willow cast green in the glow of the night setting. As I continued to click through them, they quickly became strange. At one point, the camera angle changed, as if the camera had been knocked over from its post. Grassno obscured most of the frame. Flecks of red appeared on the lens and remained for the rest of the sets. One photo made me pause. There was a figure in this one. Or half of a figure, as most of the upper torso hadn't made it into the frame. I thought it could be human, but it didn't look like it should be standing upright. Its legs were twisted, like an animal, and it seemed to be having difficulty supporting itself in an upright position. Beside the legs, a long, thin arm hung. No fucking thank you. <laughs> Whatever it was must have been stooped over, for its fingertips hung below its crooked knees. The next set was different. It was as if the camera had been picked up and was now being held. 
The first photo was of the bottoms at night. The next startled me. I had looked closely before deciding what it was. A rabbit had been laid in the bushes, but its ears and most of its scalp had been peeled away. The next was of the same rabbit, but a thin, dark hand was holding it up against the sky. Its limp body hung like something from a nightmare. In the following photos, more rabbits joined the one, each with their ears and scalp removed. Yeesh. Then a cat. Then hmm. more cats. Sounds like serial killer behavior going on right now. Then a dog. Yeah. The yellow lab. Yeah. Peyton's dog. <laughs> then the mountain lion. Then the following photo was of seven rabbits, three cats, one dog, and the lion all laid out in a row facing the same way. Hmm. Their arms and legs had been arranged as if they were marching, like some parade. Hmm. All of their scalps had been removed, and tiny white glints of their skulls could be seen. The last photo was overly bright, like the photo had been taken too close with the flash on. An eye dominated the frame, but it was yellowed and crusty and had a bar pupil like a horse. In the bottom corner, the edge of a mouth could be seen. No lips, just teeth, sharp and little, with wide gaps of red gum in between them. I wish I hadn't looked. I heard my dad talking to the police outside. They said the speakers had malfunctioned. The recording had only played the first night. And that's hmm. the end of the story. Huh. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Creepy. Yeah. So, like, if it only played the first night, were they, like, transformed in some, like, dimension or something? Some fucked up dimension? or No, what they heard was the screaming of the animals that the... Whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. That the... would explain why it was like, oh, it sounded a little deeper this time. Yeah, like it... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> why it wasn't, like, the same sounding as the first night. How they were like, oh, because they said the first night that, like, they had memorized the loop. Right. Like, different pitches and different parts. And then they were like, that doesn't sound quite right. Or, right. like, that's different. It was whatever the fuck that thing was, yeah. like, killing them. Scary. Poor doggo. Yeah, I know. Poor doggo. Poor bunnies. Poor catto. Poor lion. Poor mountain lion. Rip, dude. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, that's all you can do. Yeah, sorry for bumming you guys out at the Literally end there. <laughs> yeah. What? Rest in literal pieces. Rest in literal Rest pieces, yeah. Really depressing. Yeah. Animal <laughs> cruelty. It's not fun. Stop doing it. Yeah. Don't do that. It's bad. Don't do that. No. No. All right, guys. Well, that's been this week's roadside attraction. Roadside attraction. <laughs> I yes. don't know about attraction. Maybe depression. Well, yeah. Yeah, definitely attraction. This week's um, roadside depression. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. thank you guys for listening. We hope you keep listening, and we'll see you for next week's hopefully less depressing <laughs> hopefully less depressing <laughs> yes gloom did not make an appearance here gloom was not uh, there not uh not appropriate <laughs> <laughs> there's always next time though yeah there's yep. always next yeah. time for pokemon yes yes there is <laughs> so we hope you keep listening Woo. bye Bing. That's all for this part of the journey. Our drivers will gas up the hearse, and the rest of you, well, good night. Sleep tight. And remember, those aren't bed bugs biting you when a limb slides off the side of the bed.
To find out more about Road Trip to the Grave, follow us on Instagram at Road Trip to the Grave Pod or support us on Patreon at Road Trip to the Grave. As always, thanks for listening. Road Trip to the Grave is spelt Road Trip to the number two, the Grave.